In a world of remakes, reboots, and really bad films, two voice actors set out to restore light to the darkness. Get ready for Mockbusters. But just one second, this is a comedy podcast. In each episode, our dynamic duo will be given a random genre, some film titles, and just a few short hours to put together the ultimate trailer for their creation. But by gosh, there's a twist. They'll also be receiving wild and wacky demands from their executive producers, which they are contractually obliged to abide by. So will their movie be thrown out as trailer trash or awarded the prestigious title of Mockbuster? Please welcome your hosts, Jack Ayers and Matthew Biddulph. Hello and welcome to Cockbusters. I, oh, I mean, mock. I mean, Mockbusters. Right, we spent a good ten minutes before starting this introduction, saying, "Right, when we do this episode, when we do this genre, <laughs> we've, we're going to downplay the smuttiness of it because we want to take it deadly seriously." And then we spent another five minutes, right, right, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out a way to tee this up, uh, and, you know, uh, you know, I, I think I've got something. All right, cool, and that's what you lead in with. <laughs> It was it was just a simple Freudian slip, Matt. I didn't mean to do it. I've just it's it's you know it's getting a bit hot and heavy in here. There's certain things on the mind with our genre this week. Yeah, I guess it's pretty hard to think of an introduction that suits this genre. It is. We spent a long, long time thinking about it. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's um, splash our faces with some cold water. Just, just move away from that, and uh, let's hear from our guest judge this week, who's going to tell us why we're all getting so worked up. I'm Poppy Hillstead. Your genre this week is erotic fiction. Oh, I'm very excited to get chatting to Poppy. We're uh, we're big fans of Poppy on this show. This is a uh, this is a good one for us. So, with erotic fiction, I think we're looking to take into account. All the subgenres of erotic fiction, so erotic thrillers, such as Basic Instinct, uh, erotic drama, could you call it, Fifty Shades of Grey, or would you just call it erotic shite? Uh, it's almost fan fiction, really, isn't it? Well, it, it literally is. It's Twilight fan fiction, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so I'd say that 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 counts too, fan yeah. fiction. But also things like, I guess, Call Me By Your Name, uh, Blue is the Warmest Colour, where, you know, it does explore the, the sort of the romantic side of it a bit more. Uh, it always has to be trying to outreach uh, its capability. To justify the, yeah. the shagging, basically. Right, so, this week our plot device has returned, and it's in the mood. So, Jack, would you like to hear five plot device-generated titles? Oh, yes, please. Itch that erotic scratch. Itch that erotic scratch. Itch that erotic scratch. Oh no, it'd be scratch, scratch that erotic, that erotic itch. itch. Well, that's just how erotic this is. <laughs> Christ alive. Right, here we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Title number one Aching for Myself. A bit of self love. Yeah, there's self-love. nothing wrong with a bit of self love, is there? Although aching for myself makes it feel like that they can't get themselves. You know, like they're longing for something that they can't have. They can't even have themselves. Yeah. Or they've a... just got the shits. Or they've got the shit. That's also true, yeah. I guess that would be erotic to some circles. Title number two, Servants and Servants. Not a great deal of variation. The most interesting word in that is and. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it's the only one that's different than the other two. <laughs> oh, this one's good. Title number three, Gods of Lust. Got a kind of Greek gods thing going on yeah, there. Yeah, because Zeus would shag anything, wouldn't L- he? Literally anything. I like it. Oh, this one's going to get the motors running. Title number four, Taste of Secrets. That's how wow. I describe the taste of blue Smarties. Yeah, nev- never allowed those. Were they banned at one point? Yeah, well, like Blue Powerade as well. Just anything blue. And then title number five, Heartthrobs in the Mountain. They're wasted up there in the mountain. Come down to the city. Maybe city life just ain't for them. Okay, so rather than using our audience suggestions this week, because we've had lots and lots of very good ones over the last couple of weeks, we thought we'd do something slightly different for this episode. And what I've done is I've put together a little quiz for you, the listener, and for Matt to try and determine which of these titles that I have written down on my list here are the names of real amateur erotic fiction and which are ones that I have made up. So I want you to just give a true or false to each of these as we go through. Okay. Okay. Not legally yours. That's That's one you've come up with. It's too clever. That's one you've come up with. Okay. Sugar Daddy Likes the Thick Girls. I shudder to think of you thinking of that, because I know how um, how much you hate the word daddy. Um, not not from personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, that sounds horrendous. I tried it. I tried it once and you just weren't into it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, that's, that's true. The Special Undercover Delivery. I'm going to say that's... False. That's one you've come up with. Okay. Too wicked to kiss. That one's good. Um, true. Renovate my heart. That's true. Holiday abduction. Um, true. The billionaire's second chance. These ones are quite good. I want to say false. Ship of fools. False. Don't shoot me in the ass and other stories. <laughs> That's that's got Jack Ayres written all over it. That that's that's yours. False. Calm as a bitch. Uh, true. Kiss me where it hurts. Kiss me where it hurts. I'm gonna say that's false. That's you. Ride or die. True. The flawed good man. The flawed good man. That's awful, but not quite awful enough to be ironically awful. So that's true. Sex, chicken, and cocoa butter. That's got to be true, hasn't it? So those are all your titles. So we'll go through them now. Not Legally Yours. Yep. I can tell you is true. Sugar Daddy Likes the Thick Girls. That's a real one. The Special Undercover Delivery. That's a real yep. one. Oh, God. Too Wicked to Kiss. It's a real one. They're all real, aren't they? Oh, yes, they're they all are. real. They're oh, all real. no. <laughs> Every single one of those is a real Erotic fiction book. Oh, Yes, that's no. correct. Kiss Me Where It Hurts, Ride or Die, Sex, Chicken and Cocoa Butter. They're all real. Don't shoot all me real. in the ass and other stories. They're real. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so done with this planet. Some of them were actually quite good, though. Like, I liked Not Legally Yours. That's clearly, like, a, like a, a, a law yeah, scenario, is it? Yeah, I remember of that one, it was, like, a courtroom... Courtroom drama thing. Yeah. yeah. Courtship. Renovate in the My Heart was, was like a builder. Yeah, um, I like I like Renovate My Heart. 
Uh, I'm going to allow you to pick a couple that you want to you want to add to the the possible selection list. So I tell you what, I'm going to give I'm going to give you three. You can have okay. three. I'm going to choose renovate my heart. Renovate my heart. Okay. I like. Was it too wicked to kiss? Okay, too wicked to kiss. Yeah. I kind of want to just throw caution to the wind and say, don't shoot me in the ass. <laughs> don't shoot stories. me in the ass and other stories. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a splendid selection we've got there. Real highbrow content, as people have come to expect from the Mopbusters podcast. Oh, yes. So, Matt, you're probably not going to be overly keen uh, <laughs> keen on this, but obviously, as we did last season, yep. it's only fair that we need to set some forfeits for the loser of this season. Are you saying that because I'm on the precipice of a humiliating defeat? Yeah, I I wouldn't say humiliating defeat, but if I was in that position... Well, you were kind of in this position last season, so... I mean, I, I'll be the first to admit that I... I suffered quite a, uh, a sure. humbling mm-hmm. in the in the latter half of that. In that, oh, I, you yes, know, you I did. went ahead and then mm-hmm. ended up losing everything. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. but this time, I seem to be charging ahead. I'm like I'm nose away from the finish line, and I, I'd love to see you do anything about it now. Slow and steady wins the race, unless the other person is fast and steady. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> So, uh, what I thought would would make sense this time is uh, if I win this season, mm-hmm. you have to make a song explaining how I'm not a virgin at all. Okay. But in fact, it's you that's the big, massive, loser virgin. I want it to feature Axl Rose. Axl Rose. Oh, my God. And Lil Jon. Axl Rose and Lil Jon. That's going to destroy my voice. I won't be alive. Season three, I'll be like, hello, this is Matt. Welcome to Mockbusters. <laughs> okay. Conversely with that, if you lose again, you have to do an entire power ballad on your lifelong struggle as a virgin. Oh, I have to admit it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Open it in the form of power ballad as well. You can do it as yourself, do it as... A, a singer of your choice, several singers of your choice, but a big, epic power ballad. Right, okay. I mean, I love me a power ballad. I I don't love me uh, admitting I'm a big stinking virgin for Nothing wrong with being three and a half a virgin. <laughs> well, there is. The fact you're that big you... and stinky, that... <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I can't help that. Well, right, there good. we go then. Good, we've got, we've got that sorted. So tune in uh, towards, towards the end of this season and you'll hear, you'll hear one of them. Yep, great. Oh, Jack, is that is that your phone ringing? Yes, very promptly. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, that was swift. Yeah. God, no thought process gone into that whatsoever. He must really no. know what he's doing this week. Yeah, That's he's really. Look. You must. Yeah. Hello. Hi there, Jack. Oh, hello. Who who is this? Oh, it's it's just me, Holly by Bell. Holly by Bell. Yeah, you know me, Holly by Bell, the pastor's wife. Ah, of course, by Bell. Yes, yeah, hello, Holly. Holly. By Bell. How it's, are um, you? Oh, it's a blessed day. I'm really blessed to be chatting to you today. I'm really grateful for everything. Oh, that I've been... hon, you're so sweet. Anyway, I'll cut to the chase. Could I've uh, I've I've got to make 
triangle sandwiches for a fundraiser or whatever else I do. Um, of course, I know how you love triangle sandwiches. I love triangle sandwiches. Ooh. Um, so my church is going to fund your little erotic film. And in my opinion, there's nothing more erotic than the thrill of purity. <laughs> so I want you to make an erotic thriller all about the sheer joy and pleasure of staying pure. What? <laughs> so, let, let's explore the real heavy-hitting content, like holding hands, or or commitment, and, and vows, and <laughs> going to church, and, um... Triangle sandwiches. Triangle sandwiches. Yeah. Um, uh, not committing sins of the flesh. Um, specifically not committing sins of the flesh. Yeah. The other yeah. ones are fine. Other ones are completely fine. You know, I do them I do them all the time. Oh, I sin all the time. Yeah. Can I just fine. get that on record that in this film all other sins are fine? You know what? Sure, honey. You go for it. I'm just trying to promote purity here. So everything else is... Com- Knock yourself out. Go crazy. Great. Okay. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. It's it's somewhat complicated my my plans for an erotic fiction, but sure, sure. I will endeavour to do my best, Holly. Oh, I'm sure you will, Jack. You're such a little sweetheart. God bless you. Thank you, honey. Have a blessed day. Bye, Daddy. Holly. <laughs> There's something a little bit off about Holly. Ah, uh, she seems nice. Yeah. Perfectly respectful. Matt, is that um, is that your phone ringing? That is my phone ringing. I think I'll just pick that up now. Uh, yep. Hello. 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 Uh, hello there, Matthew. It's uh, it's me, Patrick Who? Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick. Sir Patrick. What a pleasure. Hello. Uh, how, how how are you? How are you, Matthew? Yeah, I'm. I'm not too bad, thanks, Sir Patrick. How are you? Oh, I'm. I'm. I'm very glad. I'm very, very glad. Yes. How can I help? Uh, well, well, basically, I, I, uh, I heard that you are going to be doing uh, um, an erotic fiction, Matthew. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, um, as as you know, uh, myself uh, throughout my my career, alongside the likes of uh, uh, Ian McKellen and other mm-hmm. other iconic actors, we we spent a lot of time performing the Bard's work. Y- yes. Uh, the Bard being uh, Sir William Shakespeare. I'm familiar with the bard, uh, yes. So what I would like for you to do is um, a Shakespearean erotic fiction. A Shakespearean erotic fiction. Combining two of my great loves, uh, the, the, the language of Shakespeare yep. and shagging dirty rotten through the night. Just out of interest, Sir Patrick, was there anything else you had on offer? No. No, it's just that, I'm afraid. Uh, oh, God, that's so much more work. You can, you, you okay. can cast me in it as well, if you like. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, you appreciate uh, the, uh, the words of uh, one of the UK's greatest uh, literary exports. Yes, I certainly do. And I, I look forward do. to hearing uh, loads of shagging as well. Patrick? Ian? Did you... Did you tell him to make the shag film? Yes, uh, I, I, I did. I did, Ian. Oh, lovely, lovely. Now, Ian. Yeah. Oh, hello, Jack. 
Hello, hello, Jack. Oh, hi. Hi, Ian. Uh, even though we're talking on Matthew's phone, I just assume Jack's there. Yes, hello. Hello, Ian. Yeah, hello. It's, hello, it's all. To, I'm so glad I managed to catch you. It's, oh, yes, uh, yes. Well, we're just off to um to the park. Uh, well, we've, we've got lots of breadcrumbs. And, uh, yes. W- not for the ducks, of course. We, we... No, I like to throw them at the children. Yes. And, it's very uh, funny. Yeah, and, and, and we eat them off each other's chest. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, I'll so just sing more later, Ian, anyway. Ian, will, you, will you get oh, back yes, in the... Sir Patrick. Uh, will you get back in the bath? Are you going to yeah. catch your death out here? Yeah, well, I've, I lost my towel. I was wondering if I could use yours, Patrick. Well, you, you've got your nice uh, fluffy towel dressing gown on the door there. Oh, yes, it's very comfortable, yes. Well, well, unfortunately, I've... I've spilled parsnip juice all over it. Oh, no. Well, well uh, you'd, you'd better get back in, in, in the bath. Um, I'll, oh, I'll, join, okay. I'll join you now, and I'll join you in just a second. OK, bye! Oh, Lovely man, Sir Ian. All right, I'm, okay. I'm off. L- well, I'm off lovely to, to speak to you, Matthew. Yeah, thanks Goodbye. a lot, mate. See ya. Right, I'm coming, Ian. Ta-ra. Wow. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, Sir Patrick Stewart. Sir Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. <laughs> Great. Well, okay. No, I've, I'm proud of us, Jack. I mean, I'm proud of our executive producers because it could have been so easy to really, really go really smut smut central. But I think... We've remained dignified and classy, and I think this is some real mature content for once. <laughs> it's fucking mature, so, yeah, it's going to be mature. So, with the power of editing, I'll see you in just a few short sacks. See you in a shag. See you in a shag. <laughs> And welcome back to Mockbusters Season 2, Episode 8. We're almost there, Matt. We're almost at the end. The finish line is in sight, and someone very exciting has entered the podcast. Ooh. <laughs> subtle hint there. Ooh. I like how unsure you sounded then. <laughs> yeah, I didn't... Because I could... Cause I, <laughs> I don't know what... I'm definitely overthinking this. I'm like, I could just say entered the chat. I know, I was or wondering I could, why you didn't I do don't, that. I don't... Do you know what? I, I regret it. I regret... I regret this whole segue. I regret this whole podcast. Um, I had my shot and I blew it, you know? It's like, uh, shall we cancel? Let's let everyone know whose laugh you could hear there. It's the comedic queen of internet chat rooms. It's Poppy Hillstead. (laughs) That's nice. Hey, guys, you're right. So, Poppy, we're super excited to have you on the show because, yeah. as Matt and I were saying earlier, uh, when we first started this show, we were listening to a lot of your show, Poppy Hillstead, yeah. into the chat. So we had a lot of grot on the brain early on, which probably explains a lot. <laughs> That's um, a lot of grot, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could yeah. you give, for anyone who's unfamiliar with the show, your best elevator pitch on what Poppy Hillstead has entered the chat is? It's just a bunch of manky shit. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's just grace. It's just grot. It's it's basically I I go and have real conversations with real people in real chat rooms, and then I get me and people I know, well, my mates, to reenact the chats for the listeners at home. It's very nice, isn't it? I got used to saying that now. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, very, very good. Very accomplished. Cheers. <laughs> Some of the ch- types of chat room you've explored in previous episodes have been, I think your most recent one is magic. Yes. There's been fishing, sports, meat, yeah. I think was one. Meat. <laughs> A meat chat room, which I didn't know personally existed. <laughs> meat chat rooms, they're out there. You can go and chat about what meat you like. <laughs> and I think potentially Matt and I's favourite episode that you've done, which is the first ever one. The fantasy role play. Oh yeah, yep. that's good. It was so so good. Fantasy role play chat room. <laughs> yeah. Although I did absolutely love the Nottingham Forest special. That one spoke to me personally. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a sports there chat was a room. Very, yeah, there was a very explicit scene featuring Teddy Sheringham. Oh god, that yeah. I remember fondly. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with with the the web chat rooms, was this something you were, you were doing before you started the podcast, <laughs> or was it you came up with the concept for the podcast and then started doing it? How, which way around was mm. it? I feel like people that like if I say that I was in them before, it kind of gives the illusion <laughs> that I was in there just wanking just as a, uh, with yeah, a yeah. load of old men, which. No, I wasn't, but I would go in I, I wasn't go quite in there. doing that. It's not entirely true, anyway. <laughs> I might have gone in there to just see what was, like, out of boredom. Yeah, maybe morbid of, curiosity. Maybe out of horniness. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I've grown up in a time where there, there wasn't, like, uh, what do you call it? There wasn't really, it wasn't, like, too social media-y yet, so chat rooms were kind of, like, new and exciting. Yeah. And then social media stuff came and then just... Nobody, nobody was like on about those weird little chat rooms anymore. So I thought, oh, I wonder if they're still about. And then went back into them, and I was like, yeah, they are <laughs> still going strong. Yeah, but instead of there like being loads of people in there, it's kind of like concentrated down to just the weirdest people. Because uh, <laughs> there's all there's always going to be a reason why somebody's. I don't know, like, I don't know, just. Maybe they've just got used to just being in there and just never want to leave. But what yeah. was your question again? I can't remember. <laughs> what was it? Which one came first? What the podcast or the, uh, the chat rooms? Oh, maybe the chat rooms. Yeah. Yeah. People can take that w- what they will. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly it only makes sense that this week's genre was erotic fiction. Yes. Oh, very excited. So amongst these eight, three of them okay, yeah. are real okay. and Five of them were randomly generated by our plot device. So, mm-hmm. first of all, we have title number one, Aching for Myself. <laughs> mm. So, so do I have to guess if this is real or not? Is yeah, let's, let's, let's yeah, say you, yeah, you let's can have it that way. We'll go through. Matt and I will take it in turns reading some out. Okay, cool. So, Aching for Myself, is it? Aching for Myself. Yeah. Okay. That sounds pretty real. Like what you would like achingly you wouldn't yourself you it's just self-love in it that one self-love it's a, yeah it's wank, a wank. <laughs> it is, it's a wank it's a wank film i've said this so many times podcast i said the word wank sometimes. <laughs> um i don't think that's true okay you think that one's made up okay yeah. great okay how about this cool. next one okay too wicked to kiss <laughs> What? Too wicked to kiss? Well, like someone's too evil or too cool. <laughs> You're too cool for me to kiss. Is this a is this a teenager saying this or is well, it like? <laughs> could know. be. Could be. Too wicked to kiss. Too wicked to kiss. 
that does sound like something I maybe would have had a thumb through when I was younger. Like, maybe like a kind of vampire-esque... It's like, like a point horror book, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. So you think that one's true? I'm going to go with true. Yeah, true for okay, that one. Okay, going for true mm. on that one. Next up we have servants and servants. <laughs> Does it have a double meaning and I'm, I'm like, do you know what I mean? Literally not. Not, no, it's not just seemingly. Servants, servants and servants. More and servants. then more servants. Yeah, the two rival groups of servants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, like, in their little, like, servant courses. It's like upstairs, downstairs, like... but it's just all yeah. downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> you got downstairs and a bit further downstairs. <laughs> Shit, I really want this one to be real. I'm going to say real, because I want to read that. I need to okay. know more. Yeah. True. Okay. Next one is... Renovate my heart. Right, renovate it because it's, it's fucked and then, you know, you move in and then you're like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, but renovate, that makes me think of someone, you know, doing up the heart, getting yeah. it all nice and then buggering it off, buggering off to another <laughs> A cowboy builder heart. with the heart. Yeah. Cowboy builder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then it's all fucked. Came <laughs> fixed my heart, but then... But Two then, weeks later, you've realised the mastic's all cracked, the grout's not been done properly, and yeah, Watchdog yeah, yeah, have yeah. to do a report on it <laughs> one, a year later. <laughs> Renovate my heart. Oh, I want that one to be true as well. True? true. Okay, yeah. great. Right, next up we have Don't Shoot Me in the Ass and Other Stories. <laughs> oh, okay. Shoot with a gun, shoot with the dick, shoot with bow and arrow. An injection. Well, isn't that just injection? a question? Yeah, I reckon that's true. Let's go with true. True. Okay, <laughs> yeah. the next one is Gods of Lust. Wow. That's got, I mean, that's got to be real, hasn't it? That's such a powerful title that if it hasn't been picked up by now, someone should. <laughs> yeah. So you're going with, going with, <laughs> true. with true. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next up we have Taste of Secrets. I'm getting, I'm getting a horrible taste in my mouth thinking about that. <laughs> Oh, God. All it springs to mind is like either bodily fluids or just like just the taste of something wrong or like I don't even I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't like evoke like nice sensations. No. <laughs> Tastes of secrets. That's got to be real. Yeah, I'm going to say real. OK. OK. Yeah. And our last title was Heartthrobs in the Mountains. Uh, that one's true. Straight up. Yeah, true. Have I said they're all true? Uh, there's one you you just didn't like aching for myself. You're like, that one's aching not real. But everyone... <laughs> Everything else, you know. Everything else is... Well, I mean, we might have double bluffed you and they might be all real. Let's, yeah. uh, let's find out, shall hold, we? Hold on, you yes. did tell me how many false ones <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I, I ignored did. that. We'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. Okay, so let's, let's go through them then. So yeah. aching for myself, I yeah. can reveal... That one wasn't real. That was made up by the plot device. Yes. So you got I that one right. I knew it. <laughs> the second title, which was Too Wicked to Kiss, that one is real. You so say, yeah, I got it right, yeah? Yeah, you got that one, one right. One point. Mm-hmm. Two points for me. It's I got two, the, two yeah. for two at two this for point. Two. Yeah. Yes. The third on. one, Servants and Servants, is not real, I'm afraid. Oh. That one was made up. Why? Right. <laughs> Well, may- maybe one of us has made it for you today. Yeah. So, oh, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, renovate my heart. That is also real. That's, That's an real. existing an existing book. Yeah. Renovate my heart. 
five. So that's that's three from four at this point. Yep. Yeah. Don't shoot me in the ass and other stories. Please, please. It's real. Is it? Yes. It's real. It's a real book. <laughs> it's a real book. Uh, Gods of Lust. That was made up. Okay. Yeah. Taste of Secrets was made up. Right. And Heartthrobs in the Mountain was also made up. Wow. So I did pretty well. Did I pretty did well. Pretty well. <laughs> pretty well. I'm all about don't shoot me in the ass and other stories. Like I, I really like that one, and I really like renovate my heart as well. But I'm going to say number one, I wouldn't. Yeah, don't shoot me in the ass. Great, please. Fair enough. Great. Fair enough. But in addition to the titles, we also had demands from our executive producers. Mm. I had a call from Sir Patrick Stewart himself. Wow. He wanted my erotic fiction. To be Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. And oh, Jack, nice. you had a call from uh, a very interesting character. I did. I had a call from Holly <laughs> Bybell. Oh. Who, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you can see what's going on there. Uh, she basically called me up and she wanted me to make an erotic fiction which celebrates and promotes uh, purity and abstinence. <laughs> uh which, as you can imagine, <laughs> threw quite a spanner in the works. I believe yeah. she, said, she said something along the lines of the real excitement comes from purity. Yes, yes, she did. So there we go with that. Wow. Well, I believe actually what she specifically said was uh, it can't promote sins of the flesh. Yes, yes. She but did not exempt any other sins. Yes, no, it didn't exempt any other sin <laughs> sins whatsoever. Oh, how exciting. So knowing so, what you know, Poppy, Yeah. which trailer would you like to hear first? Go with the purity one, I reckon. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's say that, yeah. So here is my trailer. My father always used to say, love the one you're with. I never really knew what that meant. Not really. Not in the purest sense of the word. I spent years searching for someone who would complete me. Fit me like a glove, like a missing puzzle piece. But I was denying the truth, hiding it away. But that's just it. I can't hide anything. Not really. Not from him. And you don't want to. I tried to deny it. The way he made me feel. But when I lay alone at night, he was with me. And when I was with someone else, he was all I thought about. I had a great time tonight. Do you maybe want to come inside? No, I can't. I know you better than anyone. He knows me inside and out. He knows exactly what I want. I can give you what you want. I don't have to worry about what he's thinking. Because I already know. We're the same. Is this wrong? Because it feels so right. Yeah. I look at my reflection and I realize that no one can compare to you. Because I am you. He is me. Why do I feel like this? Aren't you tired of trying to please everyone? I want what you want. What do I want? Don't play games with me. You can eat a share bag of Maltesers before 9am. I won't judge you. What else can we do together? You can watch whatever movie you want, and you only have to pause when you need the toilet. 
Every time you make a meal, there will be enough left over for lunch the following day. And you don't have to pick a side of the bed. You get both. Both. You can spend four hours in the bathroom if you want to. I want to. You can leave 14 pairs of socks on your bedroom floor. And you can shit with the bathroom door open if you want to. Try it. No one will know. deny me. I love that you're inside me. You're never alone. I'm the only one you need. Stay pure for me. I will. Stay pure for us. I'll do anything you want. Oh, I know. So it's you and me? Until the end. Aching Aching for for myself. myself. Love yourself. This fall. (sighs) Aching for myself. (laughs) Fucking hell. There we go. That was there a lot go. to it, take in. It wasn't one that you seemed overly keen on, Poppy, so I had to... Uh, I was really Me? keeping my fingers crossed on that one with the oh titles. Oh my but... God. Honestly, I've I've, I've orgasmed like <laughs> about seven times now. <laughs> what the... Ha- like, God, that is... I want to see that. Yeah? Well, I want to see that in well the cinema. <laughs> so I thought when... When I was told that I had to promote purity, yeah. I thought, okay, well, there, you know, there can't be any sort of illicit relations with anyone else. But what yes. can you do? You can learn to love yourself. You sure. can learn to love your own company. What kind of things can you do when you haven't got anyone else around that, you know, <laughs> other people might other people might look down on? I believe Holly Bybell was pretty specific in saying it can't feature or promote any sins of the flesh. It doesn't. I would argue that wanking is a sin of the flesh. Oh. Where, where was wanking? By church definition. I'd like to ask you. Fundamental Oh, so this, this doesn't have any kind of erotic undertones then? It's not like aching for yourself in, in a wanky no, way? No, it's, it's aching for all the things that you can do by yourself without... Mm. Uh, without it being purely sexual, Matt, like this is sure. this is about you know being able to take a dump with the bathroom door open. Yeah, that's this, a good point. This yeah. is about all those point. things that okay. when you get into you know uh, a partnership or something mm. like that, that have you know that those things that go out the window, and he's longing to have that back. Mm, sure. Mm, mm. Um, I want to I want to talk about that original piece of music uh, in there. Who was that singing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Of, well, of Have course. you made that decision? Of course, it was <laughs> Nick Jonas. Wow. You've lost me. It's, You've lost me, it's, it's Nick Jonas. Uh, well, he's, he's got... Weren't Jonas Brothers like... They've got purity rings and But that's stuff, the thing. So, yeah, that's, that's a mm. bit of controversy yeah. there because they, they famously threw them away, didn't they? they oh, uh, about, oh. Once they broke their Disney contracts, the Jonas Brothers did away with all the they purity spiels. So, actually... I would say that that's a pretty bad example I of promoting purity. I would say purity. that it's probably mm. not, actually, because our, the message in our film is that don't don't be abstinent, don't be pure for anyone else. Don't do it for an institution. <laughs> don't, don't you know, have a, any ring tie you to it. Make that choice because you want to, because you sure. hate other people. Because, mm. because, okay. because that's yeah. a convincing argument. Yeah, no, but just do it purely out of the spite that you feel deep down towards any other human being. It's it's kind of anti 
purity, is it? I wouldn't say it's anti-purity. I'd say it's very pro-purity, but on your own terms. <laughs> right. right. So it's part-time purity is what you're promoting, mm. essentially. No, full-time purity, but do it in the way that works for you. Don't do it through some kind of, you know, religious institution that's telling you what you can and you can't do. Do it because it's the best thing for you. But this is being funded by Holly Bybell's church. Yes. So it is. Uh, it's It's the conditions that the church wants to promote. Uh, no, they gave me full reign on uh, on how I chose to... It's just I don't that. think I don't think they did over that phone call they shared. Uh, the contractual terms state that oh, it had to right. promote purity, sure. and it does do that. It doesn't. Mm. It, it promotes the the idealism of not shagging, and instead <laughs> uh, sitting alone in your own flat uh, and making enough food that you don't have to share, so you have leftovers for lunch tomorrow. It's the, this is a, this is a very unique um, message that I don't think's been you know. No, we're we're really looking for people to explore what those boundaries are. What you know how how can we make people think about what is purity really? Yeah. What yeah. what does it boil down to? What are the brass tacks? See, it just sounds to not me having like sex with people. It's so <laughs> ambiguous. It's not really making a point. Well, I, I would I would disagree with you there. It's, I would say it's that it's sitting making so on the many purity points. fence and it's too afraid <laughs> to make any bold moves. I would say that it's yeah. making so many points. Uh, it's drowning Almost all points. the points. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, you know, almost none of the points land. <laughs> it's very pointy. I feel like I, wow. need to, I need to win Poppy back somehow. Uh, I, the main character is Eric Idle. Oh, get Oh, yeah, fucked, Jack. that's yeah. it. Let's go with that. I'm I'm going to see it. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're both played by Eric Idle. <laughs> sure, that's oh, yeah. convenient. How are you going to have this done then? Are you going to have like the main characters there, but then this this other voice? Is he going to be kind of like a? How will you? Yeah, vis- I, well, actually, it, you know, being serious, it's not. Um, mm. It's of course not Eric Idle. What mm. it is is okay. the. Um, the Weasley twins. The wow. actors play the Weasley twins. Okay. So yeah. one of them, you know, as as you know, the one who played George, he's a right yes. wrong un. So he plays yeah. the sort of grotty one. And then Fred, <laughs> which of course is the both of their real names, uh, plays the, the, the good one. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. So like this could be quite a cheap film because, you know, you're not going to be using, like, special effects to create two people. You're just going to have the twins, aren't you? And then yeah. I'm guessing it's going to be mostly kept within a f- just a flat or, or something, so you're not going to have any, like, outside shots or mm. anything. So this could actually be very... Cost-effective. Uh, che- yeah, cheap to make. And, um, $14 billion. Oh, okay. Cost. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. literally impossible to make that money back then. <laughs> yeah. You've, well, ban- you've bankrupted a church. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it so much money? Was it was it because of the Weasley twins? They, you know, just command yeah. such a high price. They do command a very high price these days. Mm. And also, um, <clears throat> what we did is uh, is we shot in various locations around the world. We re- we recreated <laughs> mm-hmm. the same flat mm-hmm. set in Dubai. In uh, South Africa, yeah, mm-hmm. there's one scene shot in the Antarctic. <laughs> um, it's a globe-trotting adventure, really. <laughs> Jack, I have it on good authority from internal sources that none of that is true, 
And in of fact, the do. almost entire $14 billion budget was actually spent on Maltesers, oh. uh, which were written off, of course, as a prop. <laughs> but apparently only $100 worth of Maltesers ever made it to set. So where's the remaining uh, mass shitload of Maltesers, Jack? Where are they? I get That's very awesome. hungry pre-9am, Matt, <laughs> and I feel like it would be remiss of me not to at least live my own message. Part you ban- of me you bankrupted a church, part of me, so that you had a lifetime supply of Maltesers. Look, I'm sat yeah, alone in my attic it. right now, and I'd be lying to you if I said a significant amount of my weekly budget hadn't gone into Maltesers. I kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just. I am. I am interested in the whole flat. You've recreated the flat in different like parts of the world and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, why? What yeah, was the what point would... of that? So that I could go there. Yeah. On a trip. We... <laughs> so basically, um, I have this on another uh, good note from an internal source. You actually wanted to sample because you heard a rumour that Maltesers taste different in other countries mm. and you wanted to go on a worldwide Malteser tasting Yeah, well, tour. I, I found out um, when I went on a geography trip with school to Morocco mm. uh, that uh, Fanta tastes really good in yeah. some parts of the world. And I wanted to put that to the test with Maltesers. Sure. Because, mm. um, as, as you know, there's this famous variant of Maltesers, for, like the, uh, the Maltesers in Dubai have a completely mm-hmm. different sort of vanilla undertone to the ones right. that yeah. we get here. And then when you go, you go further afield, they have less and less... Uh, health restrictions so actually the um the maltesers in certain countries ha- have crack in uh, oh, and yeah that was that was an experience <laughs> let me tell you a, a good a hot billy of the budget went on just crack maltesers so you've you've made a film about uh staying pure but within your own kind of like you know yeah. guidelines yeah see cover the fact that you wanted to try Maltesers from with some cracking and stuff like that. Um it why would don't you sound just, that way. You you could you could have just made a Malteser based film because I would have gone and seen that as well. Yeah. Um yeah. obviously this is an erotic film, right? And the yes. aching it's aching for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um is there is there any kind of erotic scenes in it, or is it kind of just, it's just shitting with the door open and eating Maltesers? <laughs> I would claim that that is an erotic act in itself. Mm. Um, this is another thing we really wanted to explore. What is erotic? What is we really want to explore the boundaries? What oh, it's always is... the boundaries. Now, a lot I'm, of I'm a genre-defining artiste. It, it, it falls to me to try and expand the reaches of what an erotic fiction can be. And I feel mm. like we have achieved that here. I think so as well. What what would the rating be of this uh, of this film? film? Are you going like, is it 18 rated or? Uh, it's 12A. 12A. <laughs> so Great, so it's an, it's an erotic film yeah. you can bring your kids to see. I seem to remember uh, Fifty Shades of Grey being similarly rated. Is it? I'm pretty sure Fifty Shades of Grey is at least 15, surely. It might have been a 15. It definitely wasn't an 18. Well, it definitely wasn't a 12A either. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that you need to trust uh, that parents 
know when to take their kids to the cinema. You have to have a parent with you if you're going to be 12 years old.、Mm. If they think that their child is ready to see some shitting with the door open, then I think that is up to the parents to to judge. If I had a kid, I think I'd take it's I'd take them to see Aching for Myself. I think yeah, be like, come on, random all up, Aching for Myself. You know, it's a good like. There's a lot of points that I'd want them to know about.、Mm-hmm. Guess you, you could I mean? argue it's educational. Yes,、yeah. it's educational. I, I, I would, I would argue it's educational. <laughs> of course you would. Of course you would. <laughs> that's it for me. Yeah, that's it for, yeah. I'm, I'm done. But I, I, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right, Jack. Thank you so much for sharing your vision with us. Pleasure. Now for something a little bit different. I present to you. A Shakespearean erotic fiction. Hello there, my name is Sir Ian McCallum. For the first time ever, you are about to see a Shakespeare play previously thought lost. However, it was recently discovered sandwiched behind the bard's headboard. Historians believe that the contents of the play were so erotic that, upon reading it in their bed, Shakespeare and his wife bonked so hard they shuffled off this mortal coil. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and entrances, and one man in his time shags many parts. Our story begins in ancient Greece, where fair Princess Leda, wife of King Tydarius, is being attacked by an eagle. Hark! An eagle with talons sharp and eyes of anger. I pray to all the gods for help, as I am in such danger. My life is saved, the eagle gone. How can I pay thee back, O、oh、noble swan? Honk, fair maiden! I am no humble bird, but Zeus, the king of gods, with dick of mighty girth. O、oh、Zeus! Oh Zeus! If only you weren't married. Please, fair maiden, call me Lightning Daddy. I saved thy life, betrayed my wife, 'cause Galdem use a baddie. That's right. Zeus turned into a swan, scared off an eagle, and railed the ever-loving shit out of Princess Leda. Zeus was into some real kinky shit, and all the Greek deities were well up for it. Like the time he chained Prometheus to a mountain to have an eagle eat his liver. Come on, foul beast! Devour thine liver! I've been a very naughty boy. The pain doth make me quiver. The time he made Atlas hold the entire world on his shoulders. Oh yeah, take it, Atlas! Take this mighty load. From William Shakespeare. Writer of iconic plays such as Coriolanus, King Rear, and Much Ado About Nothing, comes an epic, erotic retelling of the life of Zeus and his fellow gods of Olympus, like Aphrodite, goddess of beauty. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? For thou art hot as fuck. Apollo, god of music. If music be the food of love. Nosh me off, Athena, goddess of wisdom and warfare. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your rears. Artemis, goddess of the hunt. A horse, a horse, thy queendom for a horse. Hmm. Good morrow, big boy. Hephaestus, god of blacksmiths and masonry. This a dagger I see before me. 
the handle towards my hand. Nay, that's my willy. Ares, god of war, when the hurly-burly's done, when the battle's lost and won, then put thine finger up my bum. And many more randy gods. Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have Zeus thrust upon them. Attend this tale so sensually splendid of Zeus, the gods, and all things they rear-ended. Gods of lust. Coming soon. Coming everywhere. <laughs> what a what a high note. Wow. What a high note to end on. So good. <clears throat> wow. What I mean, what what a discovery. What I know. a discovery. A whole I mean, people of historians have, have looked for years to try and find, you know, a missing Shakespeare. And I here know. you yeah. are, having just found it behind his headboard. Yeah, well I just we had this suspicion that mm. there had to be a play that was notoriously horny but never published. Yeah. And so we we thought, like most historians don't, um, we thought <laughs> we thought about where people shag. Um, <laughs> and there it was behind the headboard, just wow. just there to stop the, the creaking. Were they looking for this in the first place? And then they thought, yeah, where do people shag? And, and, and exactly. So that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, there was rumours that this play existed. There have been for centuries, but we just couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. And then luckily, um, because all the historians were men, basically, mm. and so we all asked our mums and they said, yeah. did you check behind the headboard? And obviously we said, of course we've checked behind the headboard and then yeah. check behind the headboard and of course it was there. So um, <laughs> When you say the headboard... Where is this headboard? Is it in, so in Shakespeare's house? Yeah, in Shakespeare's house. So yeah. basically what, had, what historians <laughs> theorised had happened was Shakespeare got into bed with his wife after a long day's prose writing. Yeah. And went, all right, Anne Hathaway, um, what, what do you think of, of this? And she read it and she's like, oh my God, babes, this is, this is it. And yeah. they just, they shagged so hard. But obviously they didn't have nest tables by the sides of the bed. Yeah. So they just yeah. put it on top of the headboard and it fell behind mm. um, when they and, died. And they died because they shagged so hard due yeah. to the contents of the play. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. really <laughs> stuck in my head. That it shuffled off this mortal coil just right after just banging the shit out of each other. Oh yeah, that's, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's poetic. On this, um, on this, this you know, incredible uh, plethora of Greek gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can imagine. You know, there must be lots of high profile actors involved in the casting of that. Yes, foremost, yes. Um, mm. playing the role of the very aggressively sexual. Zeus mm-hmm. is, of course, Dwayne Johnson. Yes, yes, uh, it's probably his finest work. Yeah, um, because he he he's done the action thing. He wanted to do something different. He wanted mm. a bit of grit, a bit of sensuality, mm-hmm. something that's really going to stretch him. Um, because initially we did line Kenneth Branagh up for the role, you know, just because of his expertise in Shakespeare. Yeah, of course. Mm. But he he signed on to direct um, and decided, look, I'm best just going behind the camera. Yeah. Uh, we did the screen test with Dwayne and he just blew it away. Um, and obviously it was convenient, you know, with him having the nickname The Rock. Um, yeah. Because obviously that famously refers to... <laughs> yeah, that famously refers to his um, uh, his famously rock you, hard erections. <laughs> yeah. I understand that. Ooh, um, uh, yeah. which, which led to, you know, a slightly... Uh, surprising revelation to a lot of people in that yeah. um 
Next up on the bill as Apollo mm-hmm. is Les Dennis. Les Dennis, mm. yeah. It was a side to Les Dennis that people haven't seen before. We got a lot of... His um, ass. Yeah, yeah, mainly his ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that would be the most of it. But um, there was... There was just something so unconventionally, unconventionally sensual about mm. Les's work. Yeah. Um, and when he, th- the first time he read in for Apollo, we were just blown away. Mm. Um, literally. Oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's a real stellar cast. Um, we're really really happy with it. You know, we we really stretched people's expectations <laughs> and you know questioned you know what. What makes someone sexual? And yeah. that's what we wanted to champion with this film in is Casting that, of the Gods. That's the message, is it? What what makes, you know, someone, like, sexual? What is the underlying message? Uh, the underlying message mm. was, you know, um, what is sexuality? What are... <laughs> that sounds a what, lot like my argument. No, no, it's not film. really. No, it's so, <laughs> just but, with but, different words But mine's in. actually talking about sexuality. So... <laughs> We're exploring different areas of sexuality. What is sexual to some people? What is se- what is non-sexual? You know, it's it's a whole yeah. So the scope same argument it. with different words in. Not really, because yours was was first. avoiding came first. Just, yeah, it always yeah. You I always knew, come I first. I knew you were going to fucking do that. <laughs> no, my, ours ours is just. I'd say no. It's not straight. It's testing. It's testing the audience. You know, it's <laughs> testing the limits of their own sexualities is what it's doing. It's, yeah. it's inviting audiences to come and view, you know, this wide scope of sexual behaviour and challenging yeah. them, you know, challenging them. Do you find this sexual? Why didn't you find this sexual? Have you ever considered this as sexual? Why didn't you find this sexual? Because it was a man having his liver eaten out by a bird. And... Jack, don't kink shame people. That's another big takeaway of this film. It's anti-kink shaming. People have different things that get them off. Yeah. Uh, and we want to promote um, the message of it's okay to have kinks. You know, yeah, you sure. can be in... You do you, hon, you know? Sure. Yeah. Shakespeare's famously, um, famously criticised in a lot of his works mm-hmm. for um, not ending satisfactorily or ending too soon mm-hmm. a lot of the time <laughs> i can assure you um, this does not end too soon they can be you know <laughs> they can struggle to reach a satisfying climax mm-hmm. mm. sure i have heard from some of the early viewings that that is the case here and that it does just kind of it, it gets you all worked up and then just just leaves you high and dry no jack you're confused actually it doesn't come I, to, oh i'm confused am i yeah you're confused oh, really? it doesn't it doesn't come to a satisfying climax it mm. comes to hundreds of satisfying climaxes wow okay when was the last time you experienced hundreds of satisfying climaxes uh, n- never it doesn't sound particularly pleasant either to be honest being sat in a cinema and being forced to climax hundreds of times oh you're not forced <laughs> um, to climax if you do great but no one's forcing you to jack is that what you're expecting if i know anything about films? if i know anything about the greek gods that sounds yeah. exactly like what's what's happening <laughs> can i can i just ask like sure. so you, you know there's there's kind of a lot of messages and points yeah. that you want to convey mm-hmm. so is it a kind of cha- it's a challenge to get through? And then also, you said at one point, you know, we want to show what's sexual, we want to show what's not 
was not oh, we don't, sexual. We don't, want to, we don't want to make a point on what is not sexual. Yeah. We want to challenge the audience's <laughs> preconceived ideas and notions of what is and isn't sexual. Okay, yeah. So yeah. We, we want, it's, you know, we, we explore everything with a non-biased lens mm. as, as the Bard wanted us to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's holding up all of these <laughs> amazing images to the audience and yeah. saying, you know... Don't what knock do it till think? you've seen it, till you've tried it. What do you think? You know, yeah, yeah. And a lot of the audience seemed to think that um, yeah. a, a certain thing that happened in the third act um, was vomit-inducing mm. because to some people, lo- lo- lots of people, you know, were forced out of the the theatre um, with projectile <laughs> vomiting. If yeah, it, like I said, we're not we're not sugarcoating anything. This is exactly mm. as the bard intended. Some people might find some things vomit inducing. Yeah. Some people, not sugarcoating it. We're not sugarcoating it. No, except for <laughs> That's in, funny, act in Act Four, four there is there is uh, there is a part where Zeus is sugarcoated. Isn't yes, there? he is. Yes, yes. Um, and we've got really good reception from that. Actually, yeah, um, yeah. That's the so, bit that I'd yeah. like. Yeah, that's going to be. You know, positive anyway. What what are some of the worst bits that you know you've had um, complaints there is, about? There is a part where Zeus literally turns himself into a golden shower, yeah, uh, in order to woo a lady. That was complained about. That was complained about, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, the, there is. Admittedly, there's there's a lot of you know I don't want to say controversial, but I guess yeah, unconventional acts in the in the film. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm bothered about kind of like budgetary things. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, how what what was the kind of budget? It sounds very high budget. Um, it was it was a high budget film, yeah. but in the end, we we know we're going to get the audience because yeah. it's the first time anyone is going to see a new William Shakespeare play in <laughs> centuries. Yeah. So you've got the Shakespeare fanatics, you've yeah. got the erotica fanatics, yeah. you've got the Greek historian fanatics. Yeah. So we know exactly what returns to expect. And so, you know, budget just was not an issue with the making of this because we wanted to do it justice. Yeah. We wanted to give it the spectacle with which it deserves. Yeah, yeah. Unlimited budget. Yeah. How can Unlimited. we be certain that this is an original Shakespeare and that this wasn't just the grotty musings of um, a passing idiot? Uh, because basically <laughs> uh, it's got his exclusive signature and uh, official stamp on it. Um, mm. which was with his own scene. <laughs> they were all, yeah, I was going to say they all are very smudged. Yeah, we did, we did, we did a, we did a DNA test on the stickier pages and yeah, yeah it does appear that it, it is. So it, an even bigger, an even, an even bigger revelation because as famously, no one actually knows the, the, the actual identity of William Shakespeare. So this must clear well, that up. Yeah, it wow. does. It completely clears it up and it is apparent that it was all William Shakespeare. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which wow. is really convenient for me. It is, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I've, I cared I've heard... more, I might, uh, I might dispute that. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that you you took some of the um, the semen, did an ancestry tracing. Yeah, and you got a lot of the relatives, and a lot of people appearing in the film are actually all related to William Shakespeare. And I yes, know there was a bit yes. of controversy with the whole incest angle of that yeah, yeah we lot, well we yeah. did you know we we absolutely did everything we could to avoid any actual incest and yeah. you'd be happy to know there was no examples of actual incest yeah of I've, course there is yeah. incest in the film as part of the story 
Yeah. Um, but that was just telling the story. You know, we, we throw our hands up and say, look, yeah. it's, you loved it in Game of Thrones. So Whereas uh, aching for myself, that mm-hmm. that incest did happen in that. Incest did happen yeah. because you had, yeah. Yeah, you, had a, you had a pair of twins playing the, the same, same person, person, but one person was aching for the other person because it was aching for myself. So I guess you could say, yeah. that's a very good point, Poppy, there's, actually, which I have only just clicked onto well, right now. It, so you've got, you cast twin Matt, brothers. it doesn't even make sense. They, there's, as, as you were so keen to point out, in my film, it's about purity. It's about the non-sexual things. Oh, there is the, the no-sexual things. It's the same person, Matt. It can't be incest when you are yourself. <laughs> nah, mate, that's dodgy. Right. Well, I've I've got no more questions on your on your film. You seem to have a few more on mine, but we'll leave that. Mm. Poppy, yeah. have you got any further questions? I think I think um, I think I've he- heard what I need to hear. Great. It? Yeah. So that yeah. leaves us with the final part of the show, which is the pitch fight, where we both get thirty seconds to try and win you over. <laughs> Onto our side of the fence. Oh, I like them both, though. So, who would you like to hear our desperate pleas from first? Mm. The Shakespeare or the purity? Let's go with purity first. Okay. Uh, Yeah, again, just to refresh my, my mind. Okay. Three, two, one. Poppy, a lot of people that you meet through the course of your work spend a lot of time in forums learning how they should they're trying to find love with other people online but what they should be doing is looking inside themselves how can they love themselves because if you master Mm. that then the world is your oyster it doesn't matter that uh it doesn't matter that you're into meat or into anything but if you learn if you learn to find the in that love inside yourself then that's the key yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's beautiful. Thank you very much. Thanks for okay. that. Okay, yeah. thanks for that, Jack. Right now okay. for my rebuttal. So, <laughs> three, two, one. Poppy, imagine going to see an erotic film with mm-hmm. no erotica. Now, conversely, imagine going into the screen next door to watch an erotic film filled to the fucking brim with erotic content. (laughs) Imagine a new Shakespeare play, a view on Greek gods you've never seen before, a challenge to the audience, an emotional roller coaster, an absolute erotic thrill ride, explosion, extravaganza (laughs) time. There's only no shagging in mine because you made it have no shagging. Uh, that was Holly by Bell, not me, actually. So, well, this is very, very tough. I'm not. I'm not going to let you know which way around it is, as well, for mm. fear of changing your opinion. But one of us will win the season based on your decision really? today. Oh my! So no pressure. God. Yeah, I'm ready. What do you want me to just I'll, announce? Uh, I'll, 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 t- I'll tee you up. <laughs> okay, tee me up. Okay, so. Poppy Hillstead on season two, episode eight of Mockbusters. Who have you chosen as this week's Mockbuster? I'm going to say, aching for myself. Yes, <laughs> yes, and he's taken the season. Oh, yes. oh I'm devastated. Is that actually true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the. Uh, oh, I've, uh, yeah. I love the Shakespeare one as well, but aching for myself, I just liked the 
the complicated message it's behind incest, it. It's incest, Poppy. Uh, it's yeah, not it's incest. You know, it's the, the, that's quite exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. at the end of the day, I'm going to sneak into the back of the cinema to uh, give it a watch and stuff. <laughs> and it has a lot of... You know, it's it's a family film as well. That's the thing. You can bring, you know, other people to I, it. I knew I knew who I was pitching to, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah, knew yeah, who was, yeah. I knew who I was working with. <laughs> but but Matt, I mean, it. You you won the first season, so I did. I you know, did. We're we're drawn back to level now. It's 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 only fair. Oh, oh. but I've got to do a fucking forfeit now, though. <laughs> feels so bad <laughs> thank you for joining us poppy um no i'm not problem. bitter i promise <laughs> it was very close honestly thank you so much for joining us this week it's no it's been an absolute pleasure oh, and please everyone if you haven't go and check out poppy hillstead has entered the chat because it's it's <laughs> in, in a world which feels like it has very few joys at the moment yeah. <laughs> This grotty, grotty show has brought me so many laughs over the last yep. couple of months. Oh, it's, so it, nice. it's fantastic. It gets oh. the double Mockbuster seal of approval. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Poppy, you do you want yeah. to plug your socials, love? My socials? Um, yeah, it's all at Poppy Hillstead. Is that socials? Nice. That's yeah, yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it simple. <laughs> nice. I like it. <laughs> yeah. If you want to follow us on our socials, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the usuals, at Mockbusters Pod. Or if you're old school, you can drop us an email, mockbusterspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I've been Matthew Biddulph. I've been Jack Ayres, and we've been joined by... Me. Poppy Hillstead. Hey! <laughs> Thank you so much, Poppy. Thank you, Poppy. Thank you. <laughs>